Hey everyone, it's Shea Coule here, and today I am so excited to talk about Top Model. We are going to be joined today by a friend of mine, and I have known them for quite a while, Miss Kim Chi. We chat with Kim about the iconic trip to Tokyo, the models of Cycle 3 are given. We dish about doing makeup and watching Top Model in our early drag days, and we talk about photo shoots, makeup, and more with Kim. Today is going to be so much fun, and I can't wait for y'all to hear it. Forever. Are top model fans born or made? Hey, I'm Shay Coule, and welcome to Wanna Be On Top, a podcast where I explore the cultural phenomenon that launched a thousand smizes. As always, I'm joined by insatiable power bottom and top model expert Maxwell Esposito. Hey, Maxwell, what's up? Hey girl, I am doing so good. I just we just survived our Labor Day weekend. Um it's my partner's birthday Labor Day weekend, so we you know celebrated him. Shout out to my partner Bless. Joanne. Happy birthday. Love Happy you. Happy birthday. Yes. Oh my god, how how many years is Julian now? 25. Uh no, he's 31. 31 years gorgeous. We love oh, him. Oh, bless How was your love. Labor Day? Um, my Labor Day was really, um, fun. Um, I hosted, uh, Queen for, like, the first time, um, in forever. Um, and it was really great. Yeah, no, had a friend come and visit from out of town. So, it was a lot of fun. And also, I, whenever I think of, like, Labor Day, I just think of, um, cookouts and grilling and i got a chance to enjoy uh chicago style hot dogs so i'm glad i at least got to do that by the end of summer i love that for you um well let's get into it i'm really excited today today because we are going to be talking about the iconic trip in america's next top model history um the trip to tokyo this is a really fun trip it definitely was like very immersive in japanese fashion and we got more time in tokyo the photo shoots for this trip are truly incredible like what are your standout moments from this iconic trip shay I mean, I feel like there are so many iconic standout moments um, because it's like, okay, season three, season one, we got Paris. We're all like, yes, Paris, you know, fashion capital. And then season two, we get um, Milan and we're like, yes, you know, Milan. And we're, we're we, the past two seasons, we had these very Eurocentric um, top model destinations. But then going over to Tokyo, for me, um, as a youth, and especially at this time in like pop culture, I feel like there was this fascination with Japanese culture. It just really blew my mind. Top model facts, you know, because it's just like Eastern culture is so different from Western culture. So for me, I was like, everything about these episodes just were thrilling to me. The fashion, the shoots and the makeup specifically. And I, I can't wait sp- to talk more in-depth about some of these iconic makeup looks because we got someone who is 
a true expert at makeup and turning looks for incredible photo shoots. So today I'm so excited to welcome to the show my longtime friend and makeup guru, the one, the only, Kim Chi. Hello. Hey, Kim. How's it going? Good. I've been waiting to come with this podcast since you launched it. Oh, my God. So. I, uh, I'm so excited to have you. And I'm so excited to have you for um, this episode specifically for the for the for the Tokyo trip. Mm-hmm. We There are just so many things to dissect here. And, we, and then these are episodes <laughs> that I know that you and I watched together uh, so many here, times so many times while like stoning mm-hmm. and making our little drag looks mm-hmm. so that we could go and do our little gigs for $60 um <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just all like oh my gosh okay so I one thing that we love about um this podcast this is just a, a lot about nostalgia so I want to take you back to 2004 okay uh, where were you at this time? How old were you? What were you wearing? Um, what fashion were you obsessed with at the time? What was in your portable CD player or your MP3 player if you were really cool like that? Oh my God, 2004. Um, I was a little closeted gay boy in Michigan. Um, I was like too poor to like buy clothes. So I always wore like a bunch of clothes that my mom bought for me at Marshall or JCPenney or TJ Maxx. Mm. And for some reason, they were all like Tommy Hilfiger shirts and Nautica t-shirts. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. Oh, my gosh. And so we know that you were a Hilfiger girl and a Maxinista work. work. Like there was like, no. (laughs) Like I could tell like what a good style was. But like personally, like I didn't have a style. I was just like, you know. I think I think especially for for like kids who don't grow up in a major city. If you're like in high school, you're like a young mm-hmm. person who's living at home at the mercy of their parents' expendable income. You don't really have access to like look the way you know? that you see these celebrities dressing, and also to see the way that like the the cast in like Gossip Girl is dressing, you know, making us all think that these are obtainable, <laughs> obtainable things. And it's not like there were, like, thrift stores, like, in Oklahoma's Michigan that, yeah. you know, you could go to. Oh, yeah. Or and you they, could, oh, and but I, they were, like, suburb finds. It was, like, <laughs> exactly. grandma, like, grandma's cleared out house, not necessarily, like, Yo. um, you're not going to be going neighbor. Right, finding some like vintage Olaya just like chilling um <laughs> at one of these secondhand stores, you know. You were still at the mercy of like the people in which you were around. And I didn't really grow up living around very many glamorous mm-hmm. people. Um even in my high school, like everybody wore either you wore like Abercrombie mm-hmm. or you're like one of those like art kids who wore like brown, like Renaissance skirts. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> <laughs> With oh like my god! Spaghetti, like spaghetti strap, like pink top, like you, you know, you know those girls, right? Yeah. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. I would and probably then, say like my friend Leanne Ernest definitely fit that bill in high school. <laughs> <laughs> we and then did they always carry like a little like brown like purse with like huge like brown paillettes on them? Yeah, like beads. Yeah, and then like <laughs> little buttons too that would just like <laughs> let you know about how they felt like politically. 
exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I was like a button person too. I I did like collect a lot of like uh the little buttons um mm. from like shows and bookstores and little things like that to put on my oh, yeah. backpack. You know, they had a I was really big at just. Oh, sorry. They had a craft thing at my school every like three months or whatever, and there was like a button part where you got to buy the buttons at the school fair, and that was my room. I'd cut all my favorite celebrities' faces <laughs> out of magazines and just make buttons. <laughs> so many Hillary Duff buttons. I was that really tracks. obsessed with scarves in high school. So I think I had over like 40 scarves. Wow. That I'm, like, up in, like, various stores. Ooh. And every day I, I wear a different scarf and I even like made the school newspaper as like the scarf boy. <laughs> you know what? You gotta have a brand. Yeah. You gotta have a brand. And your brand at high school were your scarves. I scarves, live yo. because that was so that. were they long? Were they long? Oh, some of them were long, some of them were knitted, some of them were like ascots, but there was oh, always wow. a scarf every day. Wow. Yeah, no, because I, I do specifically Remember how in the early 2000s, those long scarves became a thing, yeah. you know, just like casually. Like the, the long skinny scarves. Yeah, like the, the long skinny. I had a like piano key scarf from H&M that I thought was just like so fierce. I was like, <laughs> it's like, it's funny. It's like ironic. And that's why it's cool. <laughs> Gay men and their scarves in the 2000s. What a journey. Yeah, we had to keep these uh, uh, snapping necks warm. Um, <laughs> during this time, did you watch uh, Top Model while it was airing, Kim? Yeah, so actually the um, third season of Top Model is the first season of Top Model I got into. Oh, work. And then after that, um, I started watching it every season. And then eventually I went back in and watched one and two because they replayed it all the time. Yeah, on VH1. Um, mm-hmm. And I feel like third season was like, the last season where it was like truly high fashion before like they go to LA and you know, they start doing more commercial and crazy stuff. <laughs> yeah. No, that's so true. There's this so like... much venom in the way you said crazy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I like, I'll only... never, <laughs> like I'll never forget the um, photo shoot where they had to run on a treadmill and they're like, they had to like look like they were like running away from something. Oh and my it was God. Yeah. Miss I was like, this is like the least fashion thing that the show could have ever done. Um, yeah, they had to but, like crash through boxes. No, no, I think that was another one where they had to like crash through. This one, they're literally just like running on a treadmill, and they kind of look like um, they just left an '80s jazzercise class, and yep. like there's like a ghostly Miss J that's been painted green with like this yep. really big hair that they like put in like later. Um, I was uh, watching um, one of the the lives that uh, the Jays did, um, Miss J and Jay Manuel, and um, I believe that they were saying that it was Matthew Anderson that did that paint for um, Miss J. Yeah, love. All right. I mean, his paint was good. It's just no, the paint cool. was good. No, the whole concept was uh, so, crazy. So, so bad, so bad. Like season five has some terrible photo shoot, but that's another story. I'm yeah. I'm, I'm really yeah. Well, you know what? We'll get into that later when we start diving into season five and start talking about these photo shoots more in depth. So okay, 
Uh, I feel like for me as a fan, mm-hmm. the Tokyo trip was just like the the creme de la oh. creme of like top model because uh, I mean we learned this later, and I feel like it gives more context um, to the girls' uh, performances and like detained at the airport. Yes, about the girls being for days, being yeah. detained for days yeah. and customs. Um, because they didn't have like the proper visas, which, you know, with reality television, sometimes those things can get really complicated because they try and keep everything really hush hush and keep you uninformed. But, uh, yeah, when you're traveling to foreign countries, you should just have all of that, um, unlocked. Top model facts. Um, but yeah, no, the, the, (laughs) the girls were detained and then the, okay. So also think about being detained for days and then you arrive and then the first place that you're staying is one of those little pods. Yes. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> those girls were pressed upon arrival. Uh-huh. Even they, like the first shoot that they had to do, I mean I'm assuming it's because like they couldn't like line up with a photo shoot, but Campbell Select like the best from Campbell. <laughs> you know, well, hey, that we was a good branding opportunity. Well, <laughs> <laughs> they they were able to to pull some sponsorship from Campbell's in um a short amount of time. So yeah, but also I do think that that is like very much so like budding model going into a foreign country because they're having to work in another market and like speak the language in some like silly little uh Mm -hmm. commercial because i know elise uh from season one she worked in japan for for a while um after her season in um april uh we were talking with her she was saying that um after season two she spent a lot of time working um in china top model facts so i can only um imagine what types of gigs you get where you have to like do some (laughs) some cute (laughs) little lines (laughs) for the girls oh and bless norelle oh my god so this whole japan trip there's so many like Reality television-wise, there's so many good aspects of it. You get the height, um, like the peak of like Anne versus Eva. Yes. Yes. There's the iconic go see episode. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. We'll talk about that later. Oh my Ooh. god. Yeah. No. And there's like Anne who can't take a good photo to save her life, <laughs> but so gorgeous in person. <laughs> but, and just like you know, this, they bully her. They got. They were bullying Kelly at the beginning, and they flipped. They were like, it is Anne's turn. You are coasting <laughs> on personality. I guess I yep. felt like they were just really trying to break her, hoping that she would have, like, a breakthrough by being like, wow, girl, like, you are this beautiful person, but why the hell can't you translate that into a photo, you know? And watching it back, it's still so hard to wonder how she can't just, like project all that beauty that she's carrying on the outside it's wild not in a single photo i mean there was the car one but that she was half covered in latex so that might just have been the glam that could have just been um, matthew anderson but you know we'll take a quick break we'll discuss it a little bit more and when we come back we're gonna keep on chatting with our girl kim chi we'll be right back Okay, 
We are back chatting with my sis, Kim. Now, of course, Kim, we know that you're Korean, but this trip to Tokyo is really giving the top model fantasy. Now, you are definitely a jet setter, and we have seen you take some of the most amazing photos, and I'm really excited to hear about what you think of this trip um, in top model history. Now, I haven't been um, to Japan before, have you? I have, and it is such a fun place to go. Um, it's very clean. The people are really nice, and the fans, the fans are crazy in a different way that I've like never experienced. So, I think I think they had like a network of like drag race fans there, right? Uh huh. So somehow they'd all find out like wherever like I was at, mm-hmm. and they'd all wait outside, like um, out of the building. Like, they'll never come inside the building or, like, inside the store, like, when I'm shopping. Like, they'll never bother me, but they'll just wait outside. That's and then so when I sweet. come outside, they're like, hi, we're, like, here again. Um, can we get another photo with you? So then you take a photo with them. And then whenever I go to eat at, like, a food court or whatever, they'd all just buy these, like, different snacks and just bring them to me. Oh, <laughs> that was, is so just, sweet. That's so right? cute. Right? They were like hardcore fans, but like also really respectful at the mm-hmm. same time. <laughs> mm-hmm. Hey, I appreciate fans that are hardcore yet both respectful, you know? Respect is great. Yeah, absolutely. And, yeah, so it's easy to get around anywhere in Japan. It is very expensive. A cab ride, like an average, is like 30 to $50. Ooh. Okay. Okay. Ooh. Good to know. Just a casual. That is what I've heard about. Um, I've actually never been to Asia before. I need to remedy um, that. I was uh, talking to Raja. She was, she was explaining to me how much she loves going to um, Bali. And she's like, Ooh. oh, you have to go. It's so amazing. It's so scenic. You know, the food and everything like that. And I was telling her um, how I'm constantly uh, uh, envious of, like, the amazing trips that she'll take over to Asia and all the amazing street food that she'll that she'll eat. So, um We'll just have to go together. Absolutely. Oh, hey, I'm here for it. I am so here for it. I'm like, let's find some time. Let's book a trip. Let's take a little tour mm-hmm. through Asia. I'm so down. I'm so, so down. Like, so where, if people haven't been to Asia, mm-hmm. um, the first place I tell everyone they should go is actually Taiwan. Top model facts. Okay. okay. What people don't know about Taiwan is actually a hidden game mecca. Um, the president... Oh. The president is a uh, open like lesbian. Nice. Um, and, and there's a huge gay community there and a huge gay area, and people are very like accepting of the gay. So it is a very safe place for gay to vacation. Okay. And all the food there is so cheap. Um, you can get foot massages every day. I got foot massages every day for like ten, twenty dollars. Can you say? Can you say legendary? Love. There's night market every night, which is just like giant street, like filled with amazing food, mm. and it's so sounds, cheap. Sounds great. And everybody, right. speaks, and everybody speaks English in Taiwan. Okay, that so. sounds like next girls trip, Taiwan. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> so iconic. Um, okay, uh, Maxwell, I think we have uh, some backtracking um, to do. Correct. We do, because this trip is a doozy. So after the girls get their acting lesson in Taiwan, 
or yes, in, we were just uh, talking not, about not Taiwan in New York. <laughs> together acting was in yes. New York from Tay Diggs. They find out that they're going to Tokyo. They're flown out, detained, do the Campbell's Soup ad. Mm-hmm. And after that, the girls are really, really pressed. It really seems like the girls are starting to boil over. Um, they all start fighting. They have dinner with Tyra, where Tyra comes and plays Mama Tyra and instigates the fight. Um, definitely put some, <laughs> some drama between the girls. Um, and Eva's af- feeling lonely and isolated. Yes. Yes. Poor Eva. Um, but after that, the girls get some Tyra mail. And the Tyra mail reads, Bust out from the old and embrace the new. Get ready to walk in my footsteps and be ready to leave at 8 a.m. The girls arrive to set not only to find out they'll be doing a photo shoot for T-Mobile, but they will be getting an opportunity to watch Tyra before the shoot. Okay. So this photo Mm -hmm. shoot um, in this cycle makes me feel some type of way uh, because the girls are giving the opportunity to watch the one and only Mm -hmm. Tyra Banks do a photo shoot. However, they really don't step up to the plate and really like play around, you know. And so mm-hmm. there, there, there's a lot to unpack here because okay, I'm like trying to understand where these girls are mentally. You know, I'm sure they're probably already exhausted at this point. You know, they had like a really treacherous trip. You know, there's been a lot of fighting, but I don't know. I feel like getting a chance to watch Tyra Banks, you know, like do her thing right in front of me with this like amazing Matthew Anderson makeup and Danilo Mm -hmm. hair would kind of like snap anybody out of a funk and just make you want to like, you know, get up and, you know, embrace the, the brief that's been given to you and have some fun. And when you see Tyra, she's actually like tossing the kimono around and she keeps telling the girls like, just try it, you know, for a shot. Yeah. And then and then you see, like, Amanda and Noel just, like, uh, <laughs> Just standing uh, there. Like, limp-wristed, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, holding it like this. Like, holding it yeah. with, like, you know, the palms of her hand. Right. Okay. I And I, and I try to put myself in... I always try to put myself in the girls' positions. And I can mm-hmm. understand where there would be some difficulty because Tyra didn't have a prop. She didn't have the phone. That's true. So I'm, like, trying to toss and, like, really, like, swirl that kimono while, like, having to, mm-hmm. like, hold not just a phone, but a flip phone that can only be, like, mm-hmm. really held in a very specific kind of fashion. Like, yeah. does kind of, like, leave you with uh, a, a tall order to fill. And I would have hoped that at least, you know, like, Yaya would have been able to, like, bring some of that dancer fluidity into it. But she really mm-hmm. was. It, 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 it was... It was not as successful but we'll get into um all of all of the girls individually now um if you were kim to get an on-set lesson from tyra banks for a Mm -hmm. photo shoot like what Mm -hmm. would you be doing would you be taking copious notes i'll be taking copious notes and i try to like imitate what she's doing in terms of like energy right Mm -hmm. yeah yeah, so I actually think that's really what it was. It was the energy that mm-hmm. Tyra brought to the shoot that the girls didn't didn't match, and that could very well be because physically they didn't have <laughs> the energy to. I'm actually trying because okay, and and it's not like they were in the type of 
you know, regular kimonos that you would get mm-hmm. from Disneyland that are really mm-hmm. like thin and lightweight. Those were substantial, substantial kimonos. Kimonos, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. those would that, that that's some like weight, you know. Mm-hmm. Those those are some serious serious kimonos. So I, I'm like these little frail <laughs> little models probably didn't even have the energy mm-hmm. to even throw a kimono like that. Um, but also thinking about it too, Tyra's like, well, if you know, try something ugly. I'm like, well, they also only have 50 frames. Like maybe if they try something ugly, like that's. I mean, they only have like X amount of photos. I don't know how many ugly shots they get to just do. And I think that that's one thing that I constantly forget is the fact that like they only get 50 frames. That's true. Because... It's like unlimited, right? right. <laughs> yeah, well that... Yeah, she's like, I'll try something ugly. And it's like, well, you're Tyra. Of course you can't. You, right? Like... Because I think about just like any general photo shoot that I do or have done. Mm-hmm. Even if it's quick, I feel like there's generally at least like 200 frames. Top model facts. It's true, yeah. You know, like even the quickest of shoots, like even mm. the even the five minute Adam Wamani shoots, like those uh-huh. are still about two hundred frames. So like yeah. to give somebody that and and to for them to also have to like find their bearings, like you know, find their light, uh, figure out how to like really do it's a lot, and they're jet lagged. That's true. Yeah, and they have been detained. <laughs> We don't even know if they had been fed at this point. It looked early in the morning, so... <laughs> well, they, got, they got fed some soup. Why'd you do that, Tyra? Right? <laughs> <laughs> Go back there and eat your soup, girl. <laughs> you got a photo shoot 30 minutes. Oh, and was this the episode where, um, for, like, the mini challenge, they had to do the tea ceremony? Yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, that was also like an iconic moment. <laughs> this okay, the Japan trip for me is really where like Norelle's star <laughs> shines <laughs> because I she to me really just kind of embodied um that American American yeah, that yeah. American <laughs> girl that like Southern Californian Paris Hilton mm-hmm. obsessed that's yep. hot kind of like vapid <laughs> mm-hmm. you know party girl and I just loved her being forced into these <laughs> situations where she had to observe and participate in these traditional Eastern um, practices <laughs> and it was just great because she was so confused she was so and, confused and you can also see like how smart Yaya is uh-huh. um, like truly because she absorbs information really, really well. Uh-huh. Um, absolutely. And she's able to like replicate like all the steps like perfectly. Right. That's definitely that like dancer choreography kind of mm-hmm. like brain coming into play where she's, you know, what? being able to memorize and repeat steps and blocking and things like that. Yo. Yeah. She definitely did not absorb when it came to this photo shoot though. She was definitely not absorbing. Oh, that was yeah. Okay, should we? Okay, yes. Let's let's hop right. Let's into just get this. into these photos, okay? Because first up, we have Amanda. Uh Amanda was trying to be Tyra, but she really mm-hmm. wasn't getting it. She really got lost in the kimono, yeah. and she just didn't really take on any of the notes that were being 
given, I feel. Like, what are Yo. your thoughts on Amanda's photo? Um, okay, I feel like, also, this is when her, like, root of her, like, hair dye was, like, at its, uh-huh. like, worst, you know? Uh-huh. And, like, they just, like, weren't <laughs> touching it up. Oh. <laughs> Touch-ups aren't in budget. Yeah. <laughs> um... I feel like out of styling, I feel like she has the least impressive styling. Yeah. Out of all the girls. Um, yeah. And her eyes are gorgeous just because they are naturally like blue and clear. But yeah, it's probably like one of the least underwhelming photo when I look at it. Yeah. I mean, I find myself, it, 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 I mean, she's found the light, which is nice. Yeah. Um, I think that that is really great. The kimono looks beautiful. The hair, yeah. So that the, those moments of styling, it's kind of like lost. Um, mm. and we're not really getting too much of of the body, but I do find myself staring past her, looking um outside of the surroundings, you know, and mm-hmm. being like, oh wow, that is so beautiful. Yeah, it really is. It's like HD. Yeah, like no, for real, it's gorgeous. Top model facts. <laughs> it is like so blue. Um, right. And it's just very much so like you're like, it's a beautiful photograph, but is she really, you know, I don't um, want to buy a phone. delivering. I do like the way that she's holding the phone. I think she's holding it very lovely. Um next we have Yaya. Um Okay, so during the photo shoot, I already said this. If it, it feels like Yaya was just really overthinking um, the poses, I mean, she even dropped dropped the phone um, at one point because I feel like she was just so kind of like caught up in the moment, and it really felt like Mr. J was over directing and overcompensating mm-hmm. for the way that Yaya was overthinking in the moment. Um, I like I know it's a constant thing that's being like discussed in the storyline about like yaya's dancer background but i felt like there was no i didn't see any of it um Mm -hmm. coming through uh in this in this moment um i also feel like there was like a better shot they could have chosen for the final shot because this mm -hmm. was just because she's like holding her tummy like she has a stomach ache Uh and like there had to be other frames that was like better than this I think so too. I think so too. And I mean, it's we've come to know that they don't always choose uh, the girl's mm-hmm. best shot. In- interest, yeah, yeah. But no, she's she's definitely um, getting closer to like her lighting. But yeah, no, it's not that flat foot. Ooh, ouch, hurts me every yeah, time I see it. Oh, that flat foot. Ooh, it is so flat. <laughs> but- okay. Um. Next up, we have Norelle. Norelle said that she loved watching Tyra because it helped her understand how versatile she needs to be. Mm. Um, <laughs> however, <laughs> unfortunately, uh, when it came to posing, uh, Norelle mm-hmm. fell a little short. Um, yeah. Mr. J had to literally get up and direct Norelle. Like, she needed intensity. Something. Anything. Um... Did we think that Norelle performed as poorly as they made it out to seem? Oh, uh, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, I don't know. So it might be a, it might be the final shot they chose too, but it, and it looks like someone is about to attack her. Yeah. And she's like turning around as if like, what is happening back there? 
Yeah, she's like, ooh, what are you doing? Leave me alone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is such a shame because of her styling, like all this stuff in her hair, well, like was uh-huh. gorgeous. But it, it really was. Shame. It doesn't. It doesn't read either because you can tell that they definitely were like losing light at this point. It was like later Yo. in the day. It's like in Amanda's photo. It's so crystal clear. Mm-hmm. They were like, "Damn!" But yeah, no, the light is vastly moving um, in this moment. <clears throat> um, okay, next up we have Anne. Uh, Anne looks lost upon yeah. arriving the set. Uh, she has. She was just very tense and just like really stuck, and she wasn't performing at all. Um, I just, it was just this photo. I don't know. It's part one of the worst photos of the season. Truly, she's not finding her light at all. At all. Mm -hmm. Um, she's holding that phone. I know, just clutched, and then. You have this, like, no energy in the other hand. Like, the way that she's, like, I it just everything about it is wrong. It's just, like, no awareness of her body. Yeah, of her surroundings, of her lighting, mm-hmm. of the product that she's holding. Um, and she has, like, the best body of all the girls, too, so. Yeah, she really does. I feel like of the girls that are left, her and Yaya definitely have the best bodies, and both of them like really did not show them off uh, well at all mm-hmm. in these shots. Okay, next up, well, last up, we have Eva. Now, Eva came out to set strong. She really seemed to only uh-huh. be the one that understood the assignment, and Mr. Yo. J said that she was working like the writ was do top model facts like uh, she's showing like every like you know she's showing her lingerie she's showing up the kimono she's showing uh-huh. the bone she's showing uh-huh. her beautiful makeup she's mm-hmm. showing her you know, like the little like tiptoe her hair like every element is like so clear in her photo absolutely absolutely it's just all like you that's just how you sell it that is literally how you sell it she found her light like it almost feels like <clears throat> it almost feels like just based off of the perspective that Eva was smart enough to kind of shift her way towards the light that they had placed, you know, whatever the key light was that they had. She was like, let me face all of me towards this light mm-hmm. and like make sure that I'm seen. Because if you put her and Anne's right next to each other, what Eva did is just just light years beyond what Anne did. Yo. And it's like hiding away from the light and Eva exactly. is like facing the light. Yep. Fully she embracing it. Elongated her body. I mean Yes. She said, Let me let me let me get on these tiptoes. Let me put on an invisible heel. I always live for an invisible heel. When I see one in a photo, when the model is like barefoot, but she's like, uh uh-uh, uh, you will not catch me with no flat feet <laughs> on the ground. Like I live. I live. Mm-hmm. She's modeling from age to T. Tyra Tippett. Like, I mean, we hear over and over, find your light, find your light. But, like, these models, like, they really need to, like, the light makes a huge difference to your photo. Huge. Huge. Okay, so, after the panel that night, Norell is sent home. But she is definitely one of the most memorable contestants on the show this season. Because I know I absolutely stand that legend. 
Uh, let's take a quick break. Um, and when we come back, we are going to chat with Kim more about the Ghosties and the Harajuku shoot with the girls in the streets of Tokyo. We'll be back. Welcome back. We are here chatting with Kim Chi. Now, Kim, during each cycle, the models receive a lesson in personal style as well as a lesson in how to do a successful go-see. So in cycle three, the contestants were giving $20,000 in yen and asked to create a Harajuku look and present it to one client instead of meeting multiple clients like they do in other cycles. Kim, you've watched the other cycles of Top Model. What mm-hmm. are your thoughts on the Go See episode? Oh, the Go See episode is always my favorite. Mine too. And, mm-hmm. um, this one is such a bummer because I feel like none of them truly like understood what Harajuku fashion was. No. E- no. Even with the examples given. And none of the girls also like, they, I think most of them only went to two stores. If I remember correctly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One or two. Yeah. Like, they were like, I only yeah. want to do one stop. I can't waste any more time. Yo. <laughs> and it's just like, they just really didn't. It's so sad because they really didn't understand Harajuku style. And they gave them very specific, like, styles that they could go by. They were like, you know, you can do a baby doll look. You can do a Lolita mm-hmm. look, you know. Uh and they just, I felt like they threw everything in the kitchen sink mm-hmm. at like, these looks. I feel like all of them just sort of like dressed up as like a scene kid in like MySpace, you know? Yeah, they all came out like they were auditioning for an Avril Lavigne music video. Yo. A double shot at love. <laughs> With tequila, tequila. Girl, it just was not giving what it should have. It was supposed to gave and i think um, yaya, yaya got it the closest but unfortunately she was like a minute late yeah yeah but yeah oh god they were oh, just she was so, bad. so bitter she was so mad uh-huh. poor thing you know but at this point yaya had been winning like literally every single every challenge, challenge. <laughs> so it was like yes let another girl win at this point it's okay boo but yes no she did like and i feel like she was frustrated because she had just walked right past it and just like Yo. missed the showroom so like oops but she also this is the biggest at that point she did yeah. but also this was the biggest challenge like prize the mickey moto pearls t <laughs> that's so nice I know, because I'm just all like, I don't remember them continuing to like give the girls jewelry Mm-mm. for prize weds. I feel like they would get the occasional little something or other. They did one in season eight because I remember Renee won them, and I think she. Oh like, yeah, I, I think she sold them. Like I think she. No, 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 no. no, no, she, no. She, she, she wanted, she wanted to, to, but yeah. she failed like miserably, worse than any other <sighs> girl. And like she's like, she like, I could use that money. <laughs> Do you guys? I was fantasizing. What if they did this on Drag Race, like a go see challenge on Drag Race, where you had to like pitch a party to a, a bar or like Ew. no, like something like that. Like how, no, okay. I mean, so I could see if it was just all like different type of like 
meetings, okay? Mm. But they were, like, different drag-related things. Like, one is, like, okay, you're, like, supposed to be doing, like, a makeup partnership and like this brand is like very like you know (laughs) pink and girly and cutesy and blah 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 blah. but then like you're also like working like to go on like a meeting with like some type of like uh fetish bondage like leather gear fashion company right and like in between these go sees you have to like change in the car to like be able to present yourself appropriately for like each client I love that. That's much better than meeting a bar pl- a bar manager <laughs> to host a party. I guess I was just thinking about like how dra- it would be cool if Drag Race, like instead of being like satirical like situations, which I do love, like if they were almost more real life, and how fun that would be um, mm-hmm. to have these girls be in these situations as well. These drag queens. Well, a real a real the challenge would be like. All right, here's um SNM photo shoot I did. Um, manager, like send this to the client. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then your um, agent sends you the like source photos. Yep. Um, but also I was just thinking about real world like drag race challenges, and honestly, um, I would prefer not to because I think the lighting in the workroom is just much better than the lighting in the real world. <laughs> Top model facts. Yeah, that's also very true. <laughs> Fair, fair. Some great lighting in there. <laughs> oh my god! Imagine like drag queens doing anything in the daylight, baby, on camera for people uh-huh. to see. Remember when they used to take the girls out? Yeah. Remember when they used to take the girls out in Drag Race? Lord when have they mercy! Sell, like cherry pie, like certificates. Uh, yeah. <laughs> on the streets of Hollywood. Man. Dressed up as a hooker. Oh my god! <laughs> Your best hooker drag on the streets of Hollywood. <laughs> oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! After they did the uh, styling challenge, the girls get into probably one of the coolest photo shoots from the cycle. So mm-hmm. the models receive some Tyra mail the next morning, and it reads: "For one of you, future as a top model is drawing closer." Get ready to handle life in the fast lane. Be ready at 2.15 this afternoon. The models are taken to a different hotel where they are surprised by Mr. J. And he tells the models that they are going to do a Japanese street style photo shoot. The girls get their faces and hair done by the brilliant Matthew and Danilo. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so Kim, thoughts on the makeup for this shoot? Okay, I mean, you know, like, this is, like, one of my favorite makeup, and, like, I'm always, like, inspired by... It's very also, like, Pat McGrath, you know, like, mm-hmm. for Dior. Mm-hmm. A lot of those, like, paper cutouts. And, yes. like, super exaggerated, like, anime eyes. Oh, it's so good. I know, definitely for me, like, just, like, as a youth, seeing this, like, makeup for the mm-hmm. first time just blew my mind. Mm-hmm. It just blew my mind. I was just all like, wow. So this is how extreme and like yet still glam and playful like makeup can really be like i still wasn't picking up magazines at this point Mm -hmm. so like this still was like my my reference and my access to like more avant-garde styles and makeup and this definitely just like absolutely blew me away and um, it's crazy like you know Anne is wearing all this like amazing costume and she probably had like the, the best makeup for real um but then she just like couldn't like feel inspired by it. I know it's 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 so it's like damn it's like wh- where is 
why aren't you able to connect with all of the things that you are working with right now um, Mm -hmm. in this environment? So, okay, let's go through these uh, models' photos and their performances. So the first up is Amanda. Now, Amanda looks so major in this look. Mm-hmm. Mr. J said that Amanda really picked up on the hair Juku aesthetic. And once Mr. J told her to act like a bad bitch ahead of these girls, Amanda really started serving. Um, mm-hmm. How do you feel about Amanda in this photo? Oh my God. Like that, her outfit is everything. That PVC vinyl. Uh huh. <laughs> little body, like with the matching jacket. <laughs> and then the little like black and white stripes, but also with the um, pink fishnet over it. The styling uh-huh. is so good. It's so, so good. good. It's so right. And I mm-hmm. love the little like vinyl little flower barrettes that are in her hair. Mm-hmm. Those are so cute too. Uh, Avril Lavigne on acid. It's really great. Like, yeah, I love just like going in and out on this uh, uh, makeup and styling because it is truly just like so fantastic. Okay, next up after Amanda, we have mm-hmm. Yaya. Now, Miss J immediately says, leave your education back there somewhere for this photo shoot. And (laughs) during the shoot, Yaya said that the photographer was shooting very fast. And Mr. J said that she was giving him an attitude and that he was over it. Um, Mm -hmm. Why do you think that the top model team had such an issue with Yaya and her intelligence? I don't know. They're always trying to bring her down from... They're always trying to like break her down, you know, from like how yeah. educated and like smart she was and well spoken she was. <laughs> but also, I think it wasn't like in the previous um episode, uh, during like the in front of the judging panel, she spat out the umeboshi. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that was the mm-hmm. Campbell Soup episode, yeah, but yeah, they were not uh, happy about that, yeah, where she had to where she spat out the umeboshi, yeah, um. I was, I mean, hey, yeah, they, I guess they were definitely feeling, they were like, Yaya, you are just so above everything. Mm-hmm. You're just That's so really difficult how, to work with. I know. She's really just like, I was going to throw up. She's like, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Pickled plum. I don't know. That's what that was. Should I? Should, yeah, that's what yeah, it is. Pickled plum. I'm like, should I order some umeboshis just so I can try it? And I think umeboshi is delicious, personally. But... Okay, <laughs> see, okay. I trust you. I trust you. You know, and I like pickled things. You know, a little mm-hmm. umeboshi. Oh, you'll like it. Okay. Where do you can, where, I can, can, find where some. can you get umeboshi in Chicago? Any Asian grocery store will have umeboshi. Mm-hmm. There's like and... one um, right on Argyle, not too far from me. Mm-hmm. Take, take like a hot bowl of rice and then just put like one umeboshi and break uh-huh. it apart and eat it with the rice that's what Japanese people do okay perfect because that seems like that's how they served it to the girls mm-hmm. like that was just all like over like a little bit of steamed rice okay okay back to Yaya's photo <laughs> <laughs> I can't help I but love think, that like, detour we took uh huh. Oh, sorry, I was getting into the photo. I was like really passionate. No, upset. get into it. I'm very upset about these tights she's wearing. These purple, like, um, hot topic employee, which <laughs> bad witch costume sort of leggings she's been put in. 
Yeah, I um, because okay, this, the the like treatment that they did with Amanda, I feel like it would have been smart if they did red and black tights with like yeah. a purple fishnet over it, because mm-hmm. everything else in the color palette, from like the bike to like her T-shirt to like the bows, are like all like in like these yellows and reds. Like she has that pop of green in the hair, but uh-huh. I'm just like. Yeah, I just don't think that the the purple was a great um, choice for her. Wait. Also, I don't think no. this... I think this is the worst styled hair out of all the girls, too. Same. Same. Like, this um, is just like it was a, pigtails, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. Because mm. the other girls got, like, fully styled hair, you know? And her yeah. was like, all right. Like, some... I wish there it? was more happening with those bangs. Yeah. Like, to me, this is like a bachelorette party wig, you know? Very, very that. that. Very that. Um, okay. Uh, next up is Eva. Eva's look is everything. Okay. It's she so is, gorgeous. Right? She is so little. and definitely had a hard time taking over that motorcycle. And Mr. Mm-hmm. J... Um, is asking more for her, and she she tries, and and he loves her personality, but uh, to them they just felt like it fell uh flat. How do you feel about Eva's photo? Um, I feel like this is like Eva's like starting to like solidify her position as like a winner at this point. Uh huh. I think like at this point, I think most of what the audience were rooting for Eva or Amanda. Yeah, for real. Um, and also, I'm just I'm I'm just gonna say that I really do love this photo of mm-hmm. of Eva. I love her positioning. I love the way that she is like playing around with like the bike and holding the handles and you know pushing her little shoulder blades forward, mm-hmm. extending her leg back. Yeah, it works looks, for me. She looks tall. In this photo. She does. She does. And I'm like, hey, that's what it's all about. Mm-hmm. And the, yeah. the styling. Oh, I want that wig. <laughs> yeah, that wig is everything. And the her makeup is really her and Anne's makeup. I feel like those who really got the the mm-hmm. oh, Yeah, I feel like very this Pat one, McGrath, very Dior. I feel like this one and the photo shoot before, um, the T Mobile one, like really was just like, Okay, so Eva's gonna win this, right? Like when she came up yeah. and like really snapped into that Tyra energy, I really felt yeah. like I was like, Okay, so this is our this is our our winner. Um, I don't think she. Right. I think she was in the bottom this week for this photo too, which is because they tried to go with that. Yeah, uh, and uh-huh, her Eva and, and yeah storyline. But I agree. Yep. I think this is definitely one of the better photos of the four. Well, speaking of Anne, last up we have Anne. Now, before the shoot, Mr. J and Miss J gave Anne a hard time about her performance. When she got to the shoot, she seemed really defeated. And he really Mm -hmm. tried to coach Anne through the shoot and bullied her to get the Mm -hmm. shot. Now, Janice said that she looks like the makeup and the wigs are wearing her. How do you, like, why do we think that Anne is still in the competition at this point? And I I also remember... um, he kept like giving her all these references and she didn't know any of them. Oh, that was, was such so a mad. sad conversation. <laughs> and you know, like, some of them were, you know, like, it, none of them were like obscure references, you know? 
right? He's like, like the Matrix, and she's like, <laughs> I don't know. And he's like, How do you not? Have you? How have you just not seen these things? And he's like, And even if you don't have the references, mm-hmm. he was like, Look at yourself. Look at your environment. He's like, you can, you can't, you're, you're telling me you cannot channel this to pretend like you're a character in a, you've never seen an action sci-fi movie in your mm-hmm. life ever. No. And then she said she couldn't go to the library during panels. She was like, we can't go to the library. It's not like I can get these references like right now. <laughs> like this is clearly the girl, you know, like. She spent like all of her time in high school, like you know, like competing in sports. Uh-huh. Like, didn't really watch TV. Yeah, didn't, you know, didn't have friends. You know, that was like reading like Perez Hilton. Yeah, no, nope, that was definitely not um, Anne's experience. It's such a shame because um, <coughs> her look. I mean, it's already a fully realized character. Absolutely. Like, you know, and uh, I don't know. It's just so frustrating because it was such a wasted opportunity. Ah. Uh. Yeah, I think about that blush often. That blush is everything. Yeah, I really do think <laughs> of it often. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah, during, poor Anne. During the panel, Tyra was saying that this was like one of the weakest tops. Like she was really disappointed in everybody. Did we think that mm-hmm. that was? Um, do we agree with Tyra? Do we think that the girls were not a solid top three? No, I think she just wanted to like light a fire under their ass for for the finale episode. Mm-hmm. You know, it's good drama, good TV. You know, gotta shake up the girls, right? Well, to, yeah, exactly. Uh, so after Anne is sent home, we are left with our top three girls. Mm-hmm. That is Amanda, Eva, and Yaya. And next week, we will talk about the top three with Judge Nole Marin. Thank you so much, Kim, for joining us today. Did you have a good time? I had a great time. Awesome. All right. Well, let the kids know where they can find you online. All right. Well, um, as a makeup guru, all my makeups are available for purchase at kimchichicbeauty.com. If you are overseas, my makeup is also on Beauty Bay. Um, Douglas and a lot of other retailers. So don't you go complaining about the shipping fee because there are ways to. <laughs> <laughs> they are absolutely amazing. You should definitely try it. Um, I love also, glitter I... shards and the blush. Oh, also... oh, thank you. I'll send you more. <laughs> I also started a um, food TikTok for fun uh, called Kimchi Eats. It's just like a little like hobby thing, nothing serious, but. If you want to hear me talk about food, follow me on there. It is really cute. It is really cute. And I can literally listen to Kim talk um, about food for days. Um, Kim will be joining us Thursday, where we will kiki with her about her beauty brand, about our our days uh, growing up as little baby drag queens in Chicago. And we will also be talking about her uh, TikTok. So make sure that you come and listen on Thursday. And until then, if you have any top model facts or questions for Maxwell and me or our guests, or you just want to say hi, you can send us an email. Send it to beontoppod at gmail.com. Remember to subscribe to Wanna Be On Top wherever you listen, and make sure to rate and review the show. It helps us grow. Until then, I'm Shay Coulet. And I'm Max Wasposito. And as always, the question remains, Wanna, wanna Be, be on, on Top? top?
Want to Be on Top is not endorsed by America's Next Top Model or any other show's creators, producers, or distributors. It is intended for entertainment and informational purposes only. America's Next Top Model and all names, pictures, audio, and video clips are registered trademarks and or copyrights of their respective trademark and or copyright holders. Forever. To listen to Wanna Be On Top, ad-free, and Monday early, sign up for Forever Dog Plus at foreverdogpodcast.com slash plus. Make sure to follow at Forever Dog Team and at Mom Podcasts on social and rate and review Wanna Be On Top five stars on Apple Podcasts. Yes, bitch, I said five stars on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Wanna Be On Top is produced by Forever Dog and Moguls of Media, a.k.a. Mom. Hosted by Shea Coulee. Produced by Maxwell Esposito. Editing and sound design by Will Pitts. Executive produced by Willem Belli, Big Dipper, Alaska Thunderfuck, Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. 